Welcome back to a special edition of the Cross-Border Interview Podcast, where today we will be talking about the 2021 Oscars with our entertainment pundit, Michael Nichols-Pate. Welcome back to the Cross-Border Interview Podcast. We are uh, recording a special edition for the show. Um, we are going to be talking tonight, which is Sunday, April 25th. 2021 Oscars, and with us, as always, our entertainment pundit, Michael Nichols Pate. That's right, I got it right on the first try. <laughs> Insert champagne cork popping sound here. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, thank you so much for doing this once again. Uh, we were texting back and forth as the show was going on, not as much as we wanted to because you had friends over and I was trying not to fall asleep because of how long and boring it was this year. What was your initial thoughts? Um, I think taking all of the music and all of the songs out of it was a bold choice. Um, it was a choice that I can only say was a choice <laughs> and that choice will have consequences in that hopefully their next choice is putting the music back in. Cause I, I mean, it needed something to break it up. It was just like, it was white person after white person after white person just talking and there was no send off music. And I'm like, some of these people need to be told like, you're done, go, get off. <laughs> that was my biggest pet peeve was there was no send-off music. I was waiting for the send-off music after the first like 30, 45 seconds. And I was like, okay, guys, come on. We get it. You want to thank everyone in the theater and everyone who was participating in this uh, show, but it you need to move on. So, but we will get into the actual award ceremony here soon. Uh, as always, uh, Michael is going to be leading this part of the conversation because when it comes to fashion, I know Old Navy and Old Navy only. So I, <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to Michael about what were your best dresses? What, who were your, the best dresses of the night? And I, I, I watched the red carpet. I had some bad opinions. My husband and I fought over some of them. But what were your best dresses? Well, first of all, we need to call out Trend Alert Midriff. Apparently, we forgot this was a classy award show and needed to show our stomach because the number of dresses that had a midriff was far too many. Go Zendaya. Uh, listen, I love me some Zendaya as people who have listened to the Emmys podcast, which if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it right now. It's fantastic. I'm also on that. Um, she had her midriff out. Uh, we also had Carrie Mulligan. We had Andre Day. Um, we, it was a choice. Um, I will say I did like out of all the midriffs, Carrie Mulligan won my heart with hers. Uh, she looked like the damn award. She looked ready to receive the award. Um, she, out of all of the best actresses, I thought had one of the better chances, which when we get into it, I am thoroughly well, we shook, <laughs> shocked, plucked, pressed, whatever about many of the, uh, not many, both of the top two awards. Um, I loved, 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 loved Viola Davis in that white. Oh, fuck. I mean, she always shows up looking fabulous. Um, Amanda Seyfried with the red with the ruffled red was stunning. I loved Regina King. She looked a little bit like a Pokemon with those shoulders. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? I was here for it. I also, and this is a little controversial, I loved Angela Bassett's look, the red with the pool floaties. We know if a plane goes down, she will be safe. Okay. <laughs> she will be safe, but I did like it. It was, it was poofy though in the sleeves. I will admit, I started a fight in our household when Angela Bassett walked on the screen and I said, who's that? And my husband looked at me like I had just killed him because he said that she is Tina Turner. She is the movie. She is Tina Turner. So I, I, I was a, a little taken back that I did not know who Angela Bassett was, but here we go. That's Angela Bassett now. So I now know who Angela Bassett is. She is an icon, a treasure. She is in the should have been award-winning movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? I cannot recommend it enough. Go watch it if you have not seen it. Um, I loved her look tonight and I will be shameless about it. Um, 
And I what, did like, what, uh, what's her? Go ahead. Go ahead. I did like Maria, the, the Borat girl. I liked her white dress. I thought yeah. that was really stunning, very simple, but it was gorgeous. Uh, you and I, uh, quickly, honestly, at the exact moment she walked on the screen, uh, talked about the uh, former uh, supporting actress, award-winning Oscar uh, actress, Laura Dern's flamingo dress. I just want to know how many ostriches had to die so Laura Dern could look so stupid. My husband and I turned to each other and said, well, that's where Bjork's rest of her dress went from 2000, from 1999, because it was so weird. And putting her right beside the drapes are missing from my house, Miss Reese Witherspoon, I could not stand those two on the same screen. I, I, I was done. I, I, I had to walk away at that moment. I'm sorry, but Glenn Close had the worst outfit of the night. And I will firmly and adamantly say it. I don't know what the fuck rectangle she was wearing. It gave me reminiscent of RuPaul rectangle girls of the world. But like it was beaded. I want to know how many small children had to be utilized to bead that rectangle box for her to wear. I was not a fan. I wasn't a fan of Halle Berry's. Her whole like Halle Berry's dress. No, but I did not like her helmet. I mean, her hair. Um, Andra Day, I love Andra Day, did not love whatever the gold like wrap that she was wearing. Yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, before the show started, uh, Michael sent me a Vanity Fair article that has every single person who was on the uh, uh, red carpet tonight. And I'm just going through them. The one that I do want to mention is Marley Matlin. I was was, just going to (laughs) say her dress. How could I forget? Marley Matlin's is a FYI. Anyone who has not seen a spider woman should go out there and watch a kiss from a spider. I think it's called should go out and see it. She was nominated. She won the Oscar for that. Go out and watch it. And she is an amazing actress. And her dress tonight was on point or as the kids today say fleek. I have to change my mind. Marley Matlin's dress was the best. If I, if I ever were to get plastic surgery, I want to go to hers. I want to get her person or whoever, because I'm sure there's none, but like, I want to look like her when I get old enough to need plastic surgery. Speaking of her, what did you think of hers? Dress slash pantsuit slash overalls. There was a lot of mix there and I don't know what was going on. And I couldn't really get again. I don't know fashion. I own, I own everything old Navy. So when it came to this, I just didn't know what it was. And I, I, I'm hoping you can explain to me what her thought pattern was here. Well, this is okay. So her is one of my favorite artists. I've seen her in concert about six times. Um, I find something that she says in interviews all the time is she wants you to focus on the music she writes, not on her as a celebrity, which is why her, her name is just her as an artist. And she, like, if she doesn't win awards, great. She just wants to focus on making music and being an artist and in that sort of capacity. And so I feel like part of the outfit and why it was so covering is because she really does try to keep her identity very anonymous when she goes out, not to the extent of Sia, but I, I, I'm very conflicted on how I feel about her's outfit. I liked it and I didn't. Um, like, I f- go ahead. I feel like I like the, I want to like the concept, but I feel like the fabric choice was a little wrong and the, I like the color, but the beading was a little funky. I don't know. I'm just, it's very hidden, like very in the middle. Like, if I, like, if gun to my head, do you like it or not? I could not answer. Um, there were a lot of uh, men trying to step outside the traditional tuck style of black and white. What were some of your thoughts on the, what the men were wearing? Because as much as we want to always focus on the women, uh, the men do also uh, take some chances with uh, Lakeith, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, he wore a one piece, basically. I don't know if he was actually on the red carpet or if he was on, on uh, remotely zoomed in, but his was a unique choice, I, I, I would say. Yeah, I liked Lakeith's. I think out of all the men, the best one was Coleman Domingo with the pink. Um, it was like a pink suit with like the beading kind of dripping down from the shoulders like water. 
Um, it is pretty gorgeous. I think my least favorite of the men's looks has to be Leslie Odom Jr.'s goddamn golden tin man look with no tie buttoned all the way up to his neck. I just, I, yeah, yeah, I did not like it. It resonated very harshly with me. I, 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 and that's the first look I saw. And I'm like, oof, if this is going to be the fucking looks, someone needs to get me a drink right now. Uh, just because I just saw her and I love her as an actress. I want to talk about her for a few seconds here. Uh, what were your thoughts on Olivia, Olivia Coleman's dress, her red, bright red from head to toe dress. I loved it. It was one of my favorites. What was your opinion? She knew she wasn't winning an award. So she wore something comfortable. Yes. Listen, same thing about Glenn Close. She knew she wasn't winning an award, so she wore something comfortable. Susan Lucci yet again loses. I mean, <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get through the red carpet. And then for some reason, I feel like I got transferred back into the 1980s with the opening of Regina King walking into the ceremony and the titles of who the Oscars are starring. It's not like we know who these people are, but Hey, here's a list of people that you probably should care about. And we're going to name every single person who's going to presenting first time it's ever done that. I did not like this. I know they're trying to go with something different this year. And she openly said that in the first 10 seconds. Okay. I'm going to be honest here right up front, guys. I apologize right now. I have some very strong opinions about this Oscar telecast and I will be voicing them today, but the opening sucked. Whoever thought let's watch someone walk into a room. That was a bad choice on their part. Go ahead. can, can (laughs) Can we backtrack real quick? You didn't know who those names were. I knew like half of them, but I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. Are you, do you not have an announcer who's going to be telling me who they are? Do you not have people Fair. with like little graphics right below them that says, Hey, it's Brad Pitt. I don't need to know that. Okay. I don't need to know this Oscars are starring Brad Pitt, Zendaya. Ooh, Regina King. <laughs> no, don't. I'm sorry. Go oh ahead. Oh my God. <laughs> I felt zero emotion towards the opening. <laughs> Clearly you felt differently. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cute. We know who the presenters are. Okay, work. Oh, I'm excited to see them. You, like, I didn't realize what, Zendaya was because there. Because you wouldn't until... have known who they were when they walked well, up on stage. <laughs> well, I was excited because I was like, oh, cool. I'll get to see Zendaya at some point. That was really, that was what went through my head. I was also in all fairness, on glass of wine number three within a one hour period. Um, and that doesn't even include the brandy that I had beforehand. So I was I was feeling great at, f- at five o'clock at the beginning of this thing. I enjoyed it to a point where I was like, hey, I'm watching someone walk into a room. Congratulations. And then you open the the Oscars with this is going to be different this year. No shit. We're in a fucking pandemic. (laughs) Yes, we are in a Panera Bread, a Panda Express, whatever we want to call this thing. (laughs) Okay. So we get into the actual awards. I'm not going to go by the actual list of the uh, that they presented in because some of them, let's be honest, we don't really need to hash out. The one that I want to start off with was uh, Best Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture, which... Um, Let's be honest. Uh, I think you and I both knew that this was coming. I think you picked him as well as I picked him as the winner. Uh, I'm oh, just yeah. pulling up. Um, I, I, I pronounced his name wrong when I said it to my husband and he sort of kicked me for it. But Daniel Kaluuya? Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Uh, for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, the only one that I thought was that could have been a potential scene, uh, scene stealer was Sasha Baron Cohen for the Chicago 7 trial, the trial of Chicago 7. But were you shocked at this award? No, no, no. no. I, I think that he was the best choice. Um, I know sometimes some of the picks I put down I did not think were the best choice. Yeah. I just think that's who the Academy was going to pick. Um, 
with which when we get to actress and actor uh, main, that will be a big point of contention. Um, but actor in a supporting role, I, I thought he was the best one. I thought he was snubbed when he was in Get Out. And I think it was time to kind of give him the win. And it was his opportunity to really have that. So I was not shocked by that. That was one of those moments where I'm like, yeah, I get it. There really was very few of these categories that shocked me. Um, yeah. It played out very, like, almost to the Vegas odds with a lot of these categories. Um, the, the one that came up sort of right after Best Supporting Actor, and it shocked me. It honestly did shock me. I did not expect it to go to this uh, award winner, was Best Original Screenplay. For me, uh, it was Promising Promising Young Women by Emerald Fennell won it. I thought I had it on my Oscar pick that The Trial of Chicago 7 as Aaron Sorkin. I'm an Aaron Sorkin fan. He's an amazing writer. He should. I thought he should have won it, but they went different. So we're, this was a shocker to me. Shocked. Yeah. You, oh, mm, okay. So hoo, hoo. I loved Promising Young Woman, but Aaron Sorkin's script, Aaron Sorkin's writing period yeah. is fucking brilliant. I mean, this man wins awards for writing. I do not know what happened. I loved Promising Young Woman, so this is no shade towards that. I just think when you look at the actual script of The Trial of the Chicago 7, it was much more nuanced. The writing was so much more conversational. I just think it was a better option. So this was one of, I, out of the 23 categories, I only got one, two, three, four, five wrong. And this was one of the ones I got wrong. And yeah. This is one where I'm shocked because I do think that Trial Chicago 7 was the best pick. And I did think it was going to be a winning because Aaron Sorkin usually wins for his writing. Yeah, because he won for A Few Good Men. Uh, he's won for The West Wing. He won for Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. He won for Sports Night, all TV shows. But yet again, when like he, all and Tonys. Then, and then also won Moneyball for uh, when he did that with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Um, the one surprising thing with this is this was the first time a woman had won best original screenplay. So this was a huge win for, and I don't want to say for women, but uh, she took the, she took the award. She beat Aaron Sorkin, one of the best writers, movie writers and screenwriters in the, our time, but congratulations to her. And what I didn't know, and this was the shocking part, she plays Camille Parker Bowles on the crown. She sure does. This like, I did not recognize her when she walked up on stage. I was like, who is this? I, I did not know this. So yet again, flabbergasted. Congratulations, Emerald, for the win. Uh, I think she's pregnant or she was pregnant. I don't she know. She was. What. And they did that whole movie in 23 days. Yes. I yes. floored. Good, Good for, for them. them. Yeah. Good for them. Snaps for snaps for Emerald. Snaps for Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they went into some of the documentaries, which we always talk, we we can talk about. Uh, I did not see any of the documentaries, so Me I can't. Either. Okay. Um, then we'll talk about the best, uh, we, we just want to make sure, best animated feature film. Yes. Uh, so I had Soul. I had I, Soul. You had Soul. I know you had said that you thought Onward could win it, but go ahead. So... I'm, I feel like personally, I liked Onward better than Soul. I feel like Onward was a better film. Now, looking at the context of my life, Soul came out around the same time as my brother passing. And I watched the movie a month after that. And it resonated really emotionally with me. If you've not seen it or read a synopsis of it, it's kind of around that topic. So that kind of, that movie destroyed me emotionally and really resonated with my life, which is why I think I gravitated towards soul, but I knew, or I mean, uh, onward, but I knew that soul was really important. It was really, it was a good movie. It just, I feel like with me onward was, would have been my pick. Um, but I did put down soul because I know this isn't my pick. This is the Academy's pick and the Academy was going to go for soul. <laughs> yeah. And it was pretty obvious you get an, uh, an A-list cast member to do 
the main character. You get an A-list cast yeah. member to do the uh, the the female lead in the movie. It's gonna do well, and Pixar usually does well. So yeah. it was it was a safe choice to go with Soul. So and I I honestly I tried to find Wolf Walkers. I could not find it, and the other other Apple Plus. Oh, you can't. That's probably where I couldn't find it. And then Over the Moon, I couldn't find it. Netflix. Okay, so. I should have I should have just gotten to you and said, hey, where are these before I went in? You didn't um, ask about Sean, Sean, the sheep, the movie Farmageddon. Oh, did I had? Did you see it? No, <laughs> it's, just, it's on Netflix, though, if you do want to watch it and no chance of winning, but it's on Netflix. Hey, even if you get nom, it's a it's an honor just to be nominated. OK, I mean, Shrek Glenn was the said that or how many times for real? And Shrek was the first movie to ever win animated picture. And if Shrek can win, and that was not really groundbreaking, then you know what? Anything's possible here. Um, uh, best original score, uh, Soul won that yep. as well. Um, I, it, I was I was on the fence on that one. I had it between uh, Defive Bloods and Soul. I, I chose Soul at the end of the day because I'm, I'm a John Baptiste fan. I love his music. I, uh, he's the... Uh, co-host slash music guest on uh, Stephen Colbert every night. So he is well known in the movie industry now. <clears throat> and he's close to getting his EGOT now. So no, I he think is, he got his EGOT tonight. He doesn't have a Grammy. He doesn't have a Grammy. He does not have a Grammy. He's been nominated for a Grammy, but he's never won a Grammy. But I guarantee you this year's Grammys, he'll win for best score for the movie. Oh, that seems offensively wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, no. So mm. let's go into best original song. I have very big opinions on this one. I'm a huge fan of her, so I'm very happy and thankful and excited that she won. However, I put down Speak Now from One Night in Miami for my win or for my category. Um Again, I, it just seemed like the Academy pick, especially since One Night in Miami really didn't get too many nominations. I expected it to go. I know you're going to give me some Eurovision thing right now, and I'm not going to be here for it. But I'm sorry, but uh, the song moved me. I literally listened to it on repeat all day today in preparation of it to win. For those who haven't seen Eurovision a Song Contest, the story of uh, Fire Saga, you please, go to Net- please go to uh, <laughs> please go to Netflix now. Watch it. Will Ferrell is amazing in it. Rachel McAdams does not sing in it. Uh, it is the uh, I, I, I I forget the actual uh, singer's name who dubs Rachel McAdams' song voice, but it is amazing. It is about your hometown, and for anyone who's left their hometown, it is a moving story and a moving fucking song that should have won. But I'm okay. I'm not holding this against anyone. Fight for you from. Judas and the Black Messiah with music by DeMille and her. Congratulations. You just robbed Will Ferrell from an Oscar. Thank you, Jesus. Please rob him from more opportunities. I do not need Will Ferrell to ever win a goddamn Oscar. Period. (laughs) Sorry about it. I'm holding my, I'm holding, I'm holding my, I'm holding my tongue. Um, (laughs) Next one I want to talk about, I did not see this movie because I'm not a Christopher Nolan fan, but best visual effects. You and I, before this award ceremony, had talked about one movie and you said that the movie that should have won or was you thought was going to win mm-hmm. had an amazing uh, uh, visual effects. I watched it. I will agree. But tonight, the Academy chose Tenet. They were wrong. Yes. So what, what what did you think should have won? Okay, so I think the one and only Ivan should have won. They, the movie itself is not necessarily groundbreaking. It's on Disney Plus if you want to go watch it. The animals in it, the whole story is about this gorilla that's almost, that's in this like mall circus. And he and his animal friends want to escape to freedom uh, to kind of have an open range, free life, living life situation. 
the animals in it are 100% CGI. They did not use a single animal stand-in the entire time. In fact, PETA went so far as to praise it. And PETA doesn't praise fucking anything. Uh, they were even praising it of like, you don't have to do any animal act, like put an animal, like a real live animal in any movie. You can just CGI, look at this movie. This is how you do it. I thought the CGI was amazing it was so lifelike i thought they used animal stand-ins until i researched it more and saw that there was none i saw tenant i uh, granted i'm I'm gonna be full disclosure it was after a wine tasting i really wasn't feeling it i was just kind of super tired i wanted to go to bed and my husband was like let's watch tenant it's gonna be great it was boring The, the visual effects were okay but would i say they were groundbreaking no the whole movie was a more confusing, confusing version and a more pretentious version that of Inception. Yeah. And that's what I've heard numerous times over. Don't get me wrong. I will probably watch it. I, but he, full disclosure, I'm one of these people that still hasn't seen Avatar because I hate James Cameron. So that's the blue people movie, right? That's the Fern Gully skip ripoff. Skip, <laughs> skip Fern Gully meets Pocahontas, the five hour epic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I want to talk about Tyler Perry for a second here. Yes. Um, His. First off, he has done an amazing thing for his life. He has come from regs. He is the true regs to riches uh, story that I've ever seen in America. Um, His opening uh, with Viola Davis introducing the video moving the video with Whoopi Goldberg, which I found kind of uh, bad in some sense, because usually when they give an award like this to someone for uh, their work and their humanitarian, they usually have about 10 to 15 people, but I don't know why they only had Whoopi Goldberg on this one. But Tyler Perry's speech was the right tone and the right speech for the moment. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I think what, cause uh, the people that we had watching it here, I had a small gathering of my inner circle for a little Oscars party. We do an Oscars party every single year. Um, this year we kept it very, 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 very small. Um, and we were all kind of saying Tyler Perry's a brilliant artist that just never gets recognized. He's going to probably be an EGOT through honorary awards because they just, I, I mean, his message is so powerful and like you can, you can comment on the the minstrel show he does. You can comment on all the negative things and he recognizes it, hears it and understands what is being said, but he also is taking his money and he's putting it back into the community. He's taking his money and he's, he, he is positively trying to uplift and impact anyone he can to get them out of poverty. And I think he's such a brilliant human. I think I, I really, truly do enjoy Tyler Perry as a creator. Um, I, I think that what he has done is, like you said, the true rags to riches story. I'm a huge fan, huge fan. And I thought that the speech he gave was so poignant and the speech he gave was so impactful with everything going on. Um, and it kind of it, it, it mimicked a lot of the political speeches tone of the night. And I think that that. I just, I'm really, I thought it was really fabulous. One of the things that I found uh, off-putting about it was literally within two minutes, like him getting up there, he says, I only have a few minutes to speak. Girl, everyone else has taken 12 minutes. Take as much time as you want. I'm sorry. You, like your speech was so moving. You should have just kept on talking. I'm sorry, but... If the freaking visual effects, God bless them, whoever they are, can talk for like 20 minutes about every single person under the sun who was yeah. part of the movie. And Tyler Perry, the guy who's like, who, who, who has changed the industry, can't, there's a problem. And yeah. I'm sorry, you could have shortened the motion picture and television fund. You don't need to pat yourself on the back during a freaking pandemic. But like, can we talk about how I was not honored with that award? I'm a social worker. I worked in this pandemic. They get an Oscar because they worked in a pandemic. Then where's my fucking Oscar? Yeah. Bitter cool. party of one. <laughs> oh, party, party of two. I'm sorry. You don't pat yourself on the back 
while other people are in the hospital dying. I'm sorry, like know your audience for God's yeah. sakes. And this Oscars did not know their audience this year. They were nope. so out of touch that I will honestly say, if this doesn't hurt the Oscars next year, I don't know what will. They're not winning the Emmy this year. No, no, God, no. <laughs> God, no. First <laughs> off, if you do not play people off after 45 seconds, you could have done that whole ceremony in an hour. An hour. But no, we have to thank everyone and we have to watch people walk up on stage. <sighs> okay. Let's go on to the next. Let's go on to the top, the big four. The big four. Oh, we're just going to skip right over makeup and costumes? Oh, do you want to talk about makeup and costume? You have I mean, some notes on makeup and costume, so let's talk about makeup and costume. So I was full stop team Emma for makeup and hair and for costume design. And then at the very last minute, I swapped it to Ma Rainey's because Emma was so unknown of a movie and let's be real. The Academy's not watching all 30 films. I was actively watching these movies and I got through 16 and that's not even including the shorts, the documentaries and the um, international films. So when you factor all, they're not watching Emma, they're going to watch Ma Rainey, which got nominated for multiple things. And even though Emma was a, a period piece, so I, correct me if I'm wrong. Emma's the one that had controversy over the golden globes, right? No, that was Emily in Paris. Oh, Emily in Paris. Sorry, I apologize. That's why I didn't choose it. I thought that was the same one. So, okay, anyway. <laughs> no worries. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, but I'm just, I'm a I little shocked. I chose Billy Elgy or Elgy. Elgy? Sure. For both? Uh, just for makeup and uh, hairstyle. For costume. You did I, Mulan, didn't you? I did Mulan. And the only reason I did Mulan is because I thought, okay, they're gonna go with I and okay. I, I was told by my husband to not be offensive, so I'm just gonna shut my mouth now. I'm just gonna roll it back, and I I, I chose Milan because I thought it was the better film, costume wise. So, for and for me, the director spent about. So the director I think said that she spent five days looking at costumes in China, and it shows that she spent exactly five days. Five exact days thinking about those costumes. Um, wasn't a huge fan, uh, but I, you never know with costume and hair, it usually does go to a period piece. There was a lot of period pieces. Usually goes to the same one. Yes, which this it did. Ma Rainey, both yeah. of them. Yeah. And honestly, Ma Rainey had great costumes. Ma Rainey had great makeup. I mean, you put Viola Davis in a fat suit that does not look like a fat suit. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. And for anyone who just wants to know what just happened, um, my microphone fell over like a goblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I apologize for that, not editing of that part, but he was saying something actually important during that speech. So there you go. Yep. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, okay. Since we're here, We'll, we'll, we'll round it out. Uh, best film editing, Sound of Metal. Yep. No big surprise there. No, no. big surprise there. Um, and then best cinematography, Mank, yet again. Now, I've been saying that from the beginning. It was old Hollywood. It was the one that they could give to the old Hollywood, like circle jerk movie. Um, and they, they love to do that for themselves. So there you go. Of course it was Mank. And I will, I will admit they spread out the awards this year. In these categories, yeah. usually if the best picture, best director, which we'll talk about here soon, goes to one uh, one movie, then they usually get the accolades at the bottom as well. So I was I was happily surprised when they actually spread the, spread the gold love out. Yes. So um, and then, of course, Sound of Metal got sound editing like no one saw that coming. <laughs> what? <laughs> when you have A the movie name about sound? sound? What? <laughs> And best production uh, design went to Mank as well. So Mank picks up two, two Golden Globe, uh, two uh, Golden Globes, two Oscars. It feels like more, this year. Oop. As they said, more than Citizen Kane ever got. 
So congratulations, Mank. You beat Citizens Kane, the movie you're based on. I mean, <laughs> if we're going to be 100% transparent, the father probably should have won production design, but... I just I loved the hard flip of the whole the apartment he was in the whole movie and then like the hard spoiler alert spoiler Spoiler alert alert. spoiler alert alert. sorry I almost (laughs) just ruined the whole film for everybody um spoiler alert the hard flip of his apartment was actually the the hospital that the Alzheimer's hospital that he's in and the wing he's in and that you've been walking through and you see it and they've been slowly integrating it in. I thought that was so brilliant. And I put Mank down because I knew the Academy was going to give themselves a circle jerk there. Good old Mank. <laughs> hey, I, I, I didn't, I knew news of the world wasn't going to win anything. Um, well, yeah, it, no, it God, was no. just one of those bad movies. Um, not bad, Not even Tom just, Hanks could save that movie. Exactly. Though we thought, sorry for that pause, everyone. We took a temporary break to find this movie that I literally wanted to talk about. Was another round. It won for best international feature film. Uh, it, Thomas Vinterberg. Uh, went on stage and he gave this passionate speech about how four days into filming this movie, his daughter was killed in South Africa from someone who was texting and driving and they continued on with the film and she was supposed to be in the film and it was a heartbreaking story and you could tell that he was moved by the Academy giving him this award for being a good movie, but also that this award was actually dedicated to him. So I would highly, highly recommend. I'm going to go try and find it. I would highly recommend all my listeners go and try and find it as well, because it was fantastic speech. And if it's a good speech, I guarantee you, it's probably going to be a crappy film, but I'm holding out hope that it's going to be a good film. Anyway, he got nominated for best director, which is why I knew that that was going to win. Um, So, I mean, I, it was kind of a little, I mean, it was one of those that it was one of those that we knew was going to win um, because of that, because he was nominated. But I mean, it, I'm, I'd be curious to see it. I'd be curious to watch it. It looks like an interesting film, um, but who knows? We shall see. Who, who knows? Exactly Go watch it and report and back. Shall. I will. I will report back in Oscars 2022, which is going to be in a week because of how long that God dang ceremony was. <sighs> I, I I pissed. Okay, pissed, pissed, pissed. Okay, we actually have to talk talk about the top five uh, awards here because we forgot to mention after we talked about best supporting actor, best supporting actress. Um, mm. Yet again, I'm going to butcher your name. I apologize, you young June. I apologize if I did that wrong. I know she did mention it up on stage that everyone has pronounced it wrong, but um, I was torn when I was watching these movies because I, I'm a, I'm a big Glenn Close fan. I thought Glenn Close was going to win. I think Glenn Close should win. Glenn if Close, not, but no cigar. <laughs> If not in two years, they better give her a humanitarian award for how many times they've just put her through the ringer for not giving her the award but anyway she won what were your thoughts i i actually predict i've been saying this since i saw minari um i thought that she was brilliant she gave a great performance um and don't feel too bad glenn close will win her award for sunset boulevard you know what i don't think she will You know what? I kind of hope she doesn't just because it will keep the, the joy of Glenn Close, but no cigar going. Um, and the thing is, I think they'll just keep her going and her outfits for each time she goes to the Oscars will just get like periodically worse. And she'll just show up in tracksuit one day like I don't care. <laughs> I hope so. But I think Sunset Boulevard is like the one everyone's expecting her to win for because she's won the Tony. They actually told her. 
uh, at the Tony Award because they revived Sunset Boulevard and put her back in the role. And they had to make a rule that you cannot win an award again for the same role you already won an award for. Um, so they basically made a rule saying, Glenn Close, you cannot win a Tony again for this. Because she this this is the this is her she is she is Norma Desmond in Sunset Boulevard and they're going to do a musical adaptation um, with her so uh, I think that's hers I think they're saving it for her there. Um, I liked Olivia Coleman in The Father I really did I was tossed between her and uh, Glenn Close yet again I was wrong but um, yet again I, I think the best person did win for this one. But it was a tough choice for me. I honestly believe it was a tough choice. And I congratulate the person who won. And uh, here, here, here's to another Best Actress award. Supporting Actress. Supporting Actress. There you go. Okay. We're going to leave. We're going to go in the order that, for some reason, the Oscars decided to go with this year. Not do choice. the Best Picture last. And do the Best Actress and Actress last. Because... Michael and I chatted before the show. We have some very strong opinions on this, and I feel like this is going to take up about 20 minutes to a half hour, so I do apologize. Um, I don't. <laughs> uh, I apologize. <laughs> My show, so I have to apologize. Um, best Picture and Best Director. Um, Nomadland won both. Uh, Chloe Zaho. Uh, I, pre- I probably pronounced Joe. that name. So, um so what were your thoughts? Did you think the best picture and best director won on this one? No. <laughs> really? I, okay. I'm going to be very transparent. I did not watch Nomadland. I couldn't do it, y'all. I watched a lot of these films. I just couldn't do three hours of landscapes and close-up shots of Francis McDormand reacting. So I did not watch it. If I'm going to be 100% transparent, I think that, I'm going to be real. I think Promising a Woman, I would have given that directing and I would have given that for Best Picture. I, I, I Or The Father. I would have given The Father for both, but The Father didn't even get a directing nomination. I yeah, mean, we're also is, not... This is so weird, but anyway. We're also not factoring in Spike Lee got snubbed for Best Regina, Director. Regina, Regina King, King, got, King snub. got snubbed for Best Director. I... Uh, I... <laughs> I do not agree Nomadland should have won both, but it was winning everything. I don't know why it was not my cup of tea, but I'm clearly not the Academy. And I, no one saw Nomadland too. I mean, if you want to pull people in and get them to care about the Oscars, do something that people saw at least. I mean, Jesus, if you're going to do something weird like that, pick like a, a either a good one or something. I don't know. I just was not a fan. Yeah, come on. Let's let 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 the wolves howl. Also, she that would what was that? <laughs> Francis what McDermott that? as the producer, if you didn't watch it, went on stage after the director spoke on best the after the best picture was uh, announced, and she howled and she got everyone else to howl on stage. I'm not sure if that's an inside joke that they did while filming uh Nomadland. But I can say it made her look like she was stoned off of her ass. Which, in all fairness, she probably was. Yes, I will admit. Um, <laughs> this is Francis McDormand. I I will agree that Nomadland probably shouldn't have won Best Picture. Um, when you are on stage and you are telling people to go watch your film in theaters, yeah. it tells you a lot that People have not seen your film. Uh, I know you didn't like it. I know you call it a quote unquote circle jerk. I thought Mank no. should have won. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a Mank fan. I thought he should have. I thought they should have won. I was a. It, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was filmed perfectly. I thought it was acted correctly. I'm not a big fan of Amanda Seyfried or however you pronounce her name. Seyfried. But I, I thought it was good. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oof. Okay. And now Sorry. we're no worries. I'm just now we're gonna fight. It. Now we're gonna fight. Now this is the point of time, and we're gonna start 
with best actress because I think oh. the actor one is going to be a bigger fight than this one. So I don't think it's going to be a big fight. I think it's going to, I think I, I have some, I, I, yeah. Well, I'm ready. I'm so okay. ready. Best actress. I'm going to name the names of who was nominated. Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Women, as uh, Michael has said, was a good movie. Pieces of Woman, uh, Vanessa Kirby, which I thought was going to win. Andra Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday. Uh, Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And the eventual winner, which I'm 90% sure no one saw coming. I'm pretty sure she didn't because she didn't have a speech ready for it. Frances McDermott. No man land. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is right? Who I, did you put down on your ballot? I put Vanessa Kirby. I thought Vanessa Kirby did a fantastic job in Pieces of Women. I like Vanessa Kirby as an actress. I like her as a person. And her performance in Pieces of Women was fantastic. I don't know what the... Academy was thinking when they gave it to Francis. What was so, your thought? Okay. So I put down Viola Davis, not because <laughs> I think she was the best, because I do think Andre Day and Francis McDormand, not Francis, I think Andre Day, Vanessa Kirby, and Carrie Mulligan gave a better performance. Um, I personally would have preferred Andre Day, but it is Viola's time. We have had exactly one black woman ever when actress in a leading role, which is Halle Berry for Monsters Bowl. If you've not seen it, you need to go watch it. It was Viola's time. It was going to be historic. The second time a black woman has ever won, especially with the current political climate. And we gave it to Frances McDormand, who frequently gets nominated and wins. I think what happened is Viola and Carrie split the vote because both of them were being everyone on the red carpet was Viola or Carrie or Viola, Carrie, occasionally Andra. You weren't hearing Francis. And I think that was because they split the vote. And when it came down to it, it was like, well, Francis has like the most, which is what I feel also happened when, um, what's it called? The fish sex movie. Uh, one best picture Jay of water. Years. Yeah. Thank you. One a few years ago, that was not the best picture that should have been three billboards or call me by your name. But I think they split the, I think that's what happened here. Cause there is no way in hell Francis fucking McDormand should have won that award. And she knew, cause that's why, like you said, she didn't have no goddamn speech prepared. No. And she has won two Oscars prior to this. She has now four Oscars to her name after tonight. She has one for best picture and three for acting. So she, she is the opposite of Glenn Close in some sense now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I agree. I, I, I don't think it was Carrie Mulligan and uh, Viola Davis. I thought it was Andre Day and Viola Davis. That's also could have been because I, so, I think Andre Day was brilliant. If you've not seen that movie, it's on Hulu, United States versus Billy Holiday. I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought Andre Day was the best part of it. I think there's a scene where she's running through the house in a yellow dress that is very well done. So well acted, scripted, written, cinematography, graph, whatever, however you say that. Uh, the cinematography is brilliant. Um, uh, it's just such a great film. I think Andra should have won it and she didn't. And it makes me sad. I will agree. Okay. <sighs> Compose yourself. We are going into our last award. The last award that was uh, awarded tonight was Best Actor in a Motion Picture. And the uh, nominees were Stephen Yen uh, for Morani, uh, Gary Oldman for Mank, Chadwick Boseman uh, uh, for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Riz Ahmed from Sound of Metal, and the eventual winner, which was Anthony Hopkins for the father. I see Michael stretching right now. I feel like he's getting ready to just uh, have a few words. So I'm going to step away from the mic, go get a drink of water and let Michael talk for a few minutes while I do this. So go ahead. <laughs> what was your um, thought? This. Okay. So this not so much. Okay. How do I? Okay. <laughs> so Chadwick Boseman, as we all know, passed away this year. And 
it's was it the best performance no i'm gonna be very real i think anthony hopkins gave a better performance in the father than chadwick did but chadwick passed away this was his only chance to ever win it normally the academy gives the award when that happens and i think I mean, and it wasn't a bad performance. It was a very good performance. I just, I think the Academy gave it to the wrong person in terms of it should have been Chadwick because he died. If Chadwick was alive, I would be a hundred percent. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins gave the better performance, but it's, it's tricky because because of the, him, his passing away because of him, him passing, it's like it almost feels a little dirty that he didn't get the award and they put it at the end almost in like a it's going to end with him and his his um widow is going to give the speech and she's going to make everyone just weep openly and that's why we're putting it at the end and then it was like and the winner is anthony hopkins who's not here okay bye yeah and it was like uh, not doing a good job Joaquin Phoenix is is just as weird as Francis McDormand. Um, Let's be okay. So, I don't think you should give an award to someone if they've passed away just for the sake of passing away. The Oscars have, on numerous occasions, uh, nominated someone who has passed away and not given it to them. So. That's do fair. I do I think Anthony Hopkins gave the best performance out of everyone? Hell yes. I think Anthony Hopkins is a fantastic actor. I think Anthony Hopkins is the our generation's Marlon Brando. I think he doesn't need to go to these award shows anymore because he doesn't give two craps and he's Which is evidence of him not being there tonight. <laughs> and he, he didn't he didn't show up to the BAFTAs. He didn't show up to the freaking Golden Globes. He just doesn't care. Right. No. And I give him credit because he he doesn't do it for the awards. I don't think he no. does it for the actual probably paycheck. <laughs> but I, I honestly I was stuck between Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins. At the end of the day, I chose Chadwick because you had forced me you had I didn't force nobody coerced me into thinking that they're going to give it to someone who had passed away so I I mean even on the on the red carpet they were all saying like it's a lock it's Chadwick so what happened then was it a split again I don't know I because I'm even looking at who was nominated I don't know if it who it would have split it with Stephen Yen um maybe i uh, i i i was worried it was going to be like gary oldman because chadwick and anthony were going to split it okay yeah i can see that i okay i'm gonna say this and it's probably gonna piss off people the oscars were trying to diversify this year they were trying to be more open and with everything going on in the world right now you saw it in almost I would say 99.99% of the speeches that were given tonight, George Floyd and everything that has happened in the last six months has taken a toll on Hollywood. I think with Stephen Yen and Chadwick Boseman being there, they were trying to go for the diversity. I think Anthony Hopkins gave a better performance. So I think people voted for those two and Anthony Hopkins split the vote and got the win. Mm-hmm. That is my opinion. I I think everything that's going on in the world right now, they were trying to do the diversified awards. I I could see that. I mean, I like I said, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think Anthony Hopkins gave the better performance. I I've been shouting that since the father I saw it. Um I, well, just, I remember you texting me at the moment you saw it and you said, I think he's going to win. Yeah. I, and I, I frequently do um, a coffee with my friend and we both were like, the father is the best. And I texted him after I'm like, so did you see the, the father won? And he's like, I'm, I'm shocked. They gave it on merit. And it's one of those moments where it's like, 
it's the best one, but it feels like it shouldn't have won. And it's one of the few awards that I'm like, this feels like it shouldn't because even though it is the best, whereas it's usually for me, I don't think that was the best one. So it's, it's a weird sort of headspace to be in, but I overall am not as upset over it as I am with Frances McDormand winning best actress. Yeah, that was the big shock of the night. That was the one I went, huh? Like, what? what's going on here? My jaw hit the floor, and I literally was like, for five minutes, like, jaw on the floor. Like, what's going on? Like, is this a joke? Is this another La La Land? Did, did um, Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty mix up the cue cards again just to spite people? Like, what happened? Yeah, I good on them. Good on them for putting together a really weird telecast this year. Um, yep. Overall opinions on it, though. What were your like taking taking away the last year in movies, the last year that we've had? Was this the best that they could do? Uh, <laughs> um. No. I mean, there was, I go ahead. And I feel like the pacing was just weird. It was just speech after speech, after speech, after speech, after speech, after speech, after speech, after speech with nothing breaking them up in between other than that weird, weird, weird quest love. Uh, Lil Ray, Lil Ray. I don't know, but I had to like rap part with 90% of it muted because you know all those artists were saying like, oh, fuck the Academy. They don't give it to black people. Like, because you know that's what Andre Day said. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, you can't say that. And I could just hear the Academy backstage scratching her name off of the card and putting in someone else. Frances like, McDermott. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't trash us. But then they end with Glenn Close. What is That was going- staged. You cannot tell me that was not world. staged. I did not tell me that was not staged. There's no way that old woman knew that song. Three and a half minutes of my television muted and me watching that, like a no volume TV going, what the hell are they doing? Because every person they went to looked uncomfortable talking to the guy who was there. And the whole time I was like, why are we not just going right to the in memoriam? And then afterwards we can do the last two awards. How hard's that? Which let's talk about the in memoriam. Did you notice how some of the names were sped real quick and then other names were real slow? And by re- the names that were real quick, it was the actors and the real slow names were the producers. I'm just saying. Did you notice that they left the last two who did not die recently, but like over the last few months, Chadwick Boseman and Sean Connery. I went, okay. Those are probably the two biggest names of Carl Reiner. Who? I'm sorry. I'm young. No excuse. excuse. (laughs) What has he been in? He was he was like the quintessential sidekick in every Carol Burnett thing. He was in Dick Van Dyke. He is Carl freaking Reiner. <laughs> yeah, but clearly people don't know about him circa me. And I know everybody's name. Except not Carl Reiner. There was a couple. And, it was. And it I was, didn't. Even, oh. I didn't know. Who, I didn't know who the song. What the song was. Usually they have a good song like "Sound of oh. Silence" and all that. I was like, "What is this song?" It literally was like. I'm gonna say something a little, a little low key, a little low bar. I was like popping my pussy to it, and I'm like, I should not be doing that up in this song. Like, why am I like bopping to this song? When it's an in memoriam, like I should be like somber, like I should be crying, Diana Rigg passing, like very sad, like, and I'm over here like jamming, like, like this is a bop, like I'm in the club right now, like I know I've not been to a club in in over a year, but like, I mean, come on. 
Christopher Plummer. That was the other one. Christopher freaking Plummer should have been. I know Christopher Plummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry. People are upset DMX wasn't in it. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yes. It was one of those quick parts. Uh, It was the quicker part. He wasn't a producer. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch, 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 ouch. I'm just trying to see who else was in there, but nope. I don't know. Uh, overall, I'd give this award ceremony a one. They, hey, they, weird. they didn't have Meryl Streep show up at all. Thank God. <laughs> they had Glenn Close there, which, you know, that's in like, a plastic bag. Yeah. With some beads on it. And they had Brad Pitt try to make a Leonardo DiCaprio joke about uh, the what's her name oh my god woman in mank uh amanda seyfried yeah that's her favorite movie romeo and juliet and the leo version mine too it's like oh ha ha brad pitt one part i did see that i was actually wanted to mention when harrison ford mentioned the best director's name uh what's her name oh my god i literally turned it off the page nomad land Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. And she they shoot to Chloe and she goes, he just said my name. I was like, yes, that is a fangirl right there. Oh. <laughs> yes. I I mean, overall, it was predictable. Like there were very few shocks until the end for actress and actor leads. Like original song visual effects screenplay like overall not super like shocking maybe to the average person like it's these this is the issue i don't know if it's just that i'm getting better at guessing this or if the academy is just very predictable but i feel like it's so predictable like the last few years i haven't even watched everything and can still guess it um I don't think the hashtag Oscar so white is going anywhere anytime soon. No. So uh, like the golden globes, the Oscars have to do some serious head scratching and figure out how they can do this better because until the best performance wins and vote splitting doesn't affect it, you're still going to get your Francis McDermott's winning. Ugh. And don't get me wrong, Francis McDormand in Three Billboards was the deserved winner. And Fargo was the deserved winner. I just, and again, I did not see Nomadland, so I may change my mind after seeing it. I'm going to be real, though I probably won't, just because it's just so low on my priorities list to watch. I, I just, I don't see how she won when you had... I, and I saw all the other the other four movies in that category. Every other every other one was brilliant. And I agree, Vanessa Kirby specifically for the twenty minutes of childbirth and the beginning that she that was amazing. And just it, it, the just from the trailer, you could tell Frances McDormand with with uh, what's it called scenery shots and then close up acting of her face, like everyone who did see it. I said that's what it feels like, and they said that's exactly what it is. I don't need that. No, I don't want that in my life. Well, and there's always one winner that you always go, how the hell did this person win? Like you said, Shape of Water last year. I'm just looking at last year. How did Brad Pitt win? Oh, I predicted that. I didn't. I thought Anthony Hopkins should have won. So there you go. Oh, for two popes. Yeah. So maybe it was this year's giving up for two popes. Maybe it was last year for giving Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt for seven years in Tibet. And this year's was Anthony Hopkins for two popes. No, Anthony Hopkins already has an Oscar too. Still, they need to make up their minds. They need to make he has an up Oscar for, he has an Oscar for your favorite movie, right? Sounds of the lambs. Oh, oh, sweet dreams about that man. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter is amazing. Besides the whole cannibalism thing, I could get behind him for a run for president. Okay. And on that <laughs> note. 
Um, Michael, I want to thank you so much for doing this. This has been a, I'm not even sure how long we went because I just let it roll and I just went, Oh, it's 11 o'clock now. Uh, but Michael, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, greatly appreciate it. We will have you back for whatever the next one is, whatever that is going to be coming up here soon. I'm assuming that is either going to be the Emmys in September or something with music probably in the next few months. Yeah, no, I other than I think the next one might be the Emmys, unless the Grammys or the CMAs matter. I mean, well, the Grammys are in June, January. Uh, we, Jan, we February. passed it. Yeah, we passed it. So it'll be after Tony's? the Emmys. Tony's the Tonys, but I mean, we're going to be very real. The Tonys <laughs> have had nominations out now for almost a year. And they still haven't figured out what they're doing. And there's exactly three things nominated. And all of them are jukebox musicals. Moulin Rouge, Jagged Little Pill, and the Tina Turner musical. There's not an original song in the bunch. Um, so the, they're, and like there's one actor nominated for best actor. So like they're not rushing to do anything. Well, I, whatever comes next, we will have our entertainment pundit, Michael Nichols-Pate, back on the show. Uh, for everyone here at the Crossboard Interview Podcast, have yourself an excellent day. And thank you so much again, Michael. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you once again for listening to the Cross Border Interview Podcast. If you love this episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast, head over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. All the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes or visit www.crossborderinterviews.ca. The Cross Border Interview Podcast was produced and edited by Miranda Brown and Associates Incorporated. Be sure to tune in for our next episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast. Once again, thank you. Bye-bye.